Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Sensemaker. Hi, I'm Nimmo and this is The Sensemaker. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, why the government is taking a punt on reforming the gambling industry. Gambling has a reputation for being high stakes and high reward, and it knows just how to hook the punter. Invite a friend offers, cash back, match betting, free bets, words which make us think gambling is a bit of harmless fun. And with a bit of luck, it can be. Who doesn't appreciate badly needed cash? The UK gambling industry uses methods like this to reward habitual bettors. In reality, they often lose money, and sometimes it's a lot of money. But all that could be about to change, because the government has announced that gambling firms could be forced to ask punters for their payslips in a move to help prevent unaffordable losses. And data from credit rating agencies could be used for initial checks too, with more intrusive checks on those spending more. Now, the idea that gambling can ruin lives is nothing new. When I started gambling uh, in betting shops age 16, um, obviously I was underage and got addicted to the machines very, very quickly. Lost a huge amount of money, obviously, over many years. And it wasn't just the, the financial harm, it was also the, the, the impact on my mental health. That's Matt Zabkazan speaking. He's a campaigner for Clean Up Gambling, after starting the habit soon after Tony Blair's government introduced the 2005 Gambling Act. The aim was to significantly update the UK's gambling laws. Punters, especially those playing online as betting on the internet took off, needed protection. A report found that between April and September 2020, online gamblers placed bets worth £3.1 billion. That's 52% of the overall market. 16 years on from the Gambling Act, there are now an estimated 2.1 million customers who gamble online. It's become a 24-7 market, one that you can access from your laptop or your mobile phone. So why has it taken until now for the government to decide it's time for tougher restrictions? The 2005 Gambling Act legitimised fixed odds betting terminals at £100 a spin. So obviously, you know, that's that was very controversial. So they left the option within the legislation to reduce the maximum stake without, you know, needing to, to pass new, new legislation or whatever. But and that's what happened. Eventually. The UK once had one of the world's most regulated gambling industries, but the 2005 Gambling Act changed all of that. The Gambling Act itself did not go far enough. I mean, objectively, it didn't because it didn't account for online gambling, even though online gambling had already started in 2005. The new model was all about deregulation. So there have had to be amendments, more amendments and yet more amendments. Adverts in games that are popular with children like Mario Kart have been banned. People who look under 25 can no longer feature in ads. And offshore gambling brands now need to apply for a license from the Gambling Commission. All of this sounds really promising. But as Matt Zabkazan points out, issues surrounding addiction to gambling are still prevalent. It's not just about, you know, a few individuals that can't control themselves. It's, it's very much addiction by design. These machines and products online are designed to be addictive and they derive the majority of their profits from people experiencing gambling problems. So um, 
And some of those ways to keep people betting include controversial VIP programs. They're basically a casino loyalty program. Casinos reward their most valuable customers by offering perks like free spins, match deposits and prize draws. And methods like this are what's driving the government to toughen up the rules. So when are we going to see these new changes? One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. In September 2021, a new gambling minister was announced. Chris Philp a father and self-proclaimed serial entrepreneur. He says he has two key priorities. To deliver the Conservatives' manifesto pledge by making the UK the safest place in the world to bet online and to comprehensively review the 2005 Gambling Act to ensure we have the right protections in place for the digital age. He's hoping to achieve this through the Gambling Review, which is looking at 16,000 submissions before forming a white paper to set out the government's vision for the sector. Matt's cousin hopes to see real change. We're hoping to see limits to stakes on online slots that like we have on fixed odds betting terminals. We want to see affordability checks and we want to see restrictions on advertising and an ombudsman to act on behalf of consumers who have been harmed by uh, gambling operators, which happens all too often. Chris Philp has pledged to make the regulator's role more effective, something that Matt Zabkazin welcomes, but he's realistic about the work that needs to be done. Yeah, I've, I've been campaigning now since... 2012, um, two years after I stopped gambling, and it's the agenda and the discourse has moved so much in that time. It, it's quite, it's quite, you know, positive to see that. And the details of new regulations, like checking income, are yet to come out. But once the white paper is passed by the government next year, it could make a real difference. Thanks for listening to the Sensemaker. If you enjoyed today's episode, why not share it with a friend? Today's story was written by Shivani Dalve and produced by Imi Harper. The Sensemaker.